This is Joshua Bell with the Kilt on the Cloth. This was my sermon from December 5th, 2021. I hope you enjoy it. God bless. I wish I had that enthusiasm when I sing at church. I mean... I love dance, Dustin when he dances. I'm sorry, it's just my favorite thing in the whole wide world. He gets all excited and just... And if you ever watch him when he gets ready to do the candles on Sunday morning, he's like, he's already back there putting his feet down. And, let's go, let's do this. That's enthusiasm. And then I'm going to bring it down while I read Malachi. Here we go, Malachi chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. Be prepared for pain and suffering. See, I am sending a messenger to prepare the way before me, and the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to this temple. The messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Indeed, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he will purify the descendants of Levi and refine them like gold and silver until they present offerings to the Lord in righteousness. Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to the Lord as in the days of old and as in former years. May God bless the reading of God's holy scripture. Amen. I always struggle with the book of Malachi because especially during Advent, we have this thing where we, we just have to make things make sense to us. We know that Malachi was probably written during the post-exilic period and that he was probably putting a renewed emphasis on the temple as being at the core of community life. The actual literary form is an argument in which God and the people accuse each other of covenantal neglect. This is a problem for us. Mainly because we have this idea that for some reason that we need to think that Malachi is specifically talking about Jesus. And I don't know why it's necessarily always that important, but there's this beautiful thing that takes place when you recognize that the text is talking about a Messiah. In a world of pain and suffering, Malachi gives us a word of hope. And yes, it could actually be our Jesus, but in his moment, there's a moment where Israel and the church and God have been completely disconnected. The people have complained of God's non-involvement in their life when they most need God and wonder where the God of justice is. <laughs> and God answers in the way that God does. Look, I am sending you a messenger. But when this messenger comes, God argues... Who will be able to endure him? 
The writer then follows with this brief description of this messenger using images that imply purging and purification, a blazing fire, and a strong soap. A refiner of silver and gold, and not the least of these folks that will be purified will be the Levites. You know, the ones that do the burnt offerings on behalf of the entire nation of Israel. It's a small slam that implies massive issues. And the Levites who once purified these sacrifices that God will now once again accept. It's an it's extremely hard passage to preach. Because in the moment of Christmas and Advent, we want to prepare everybody for the coming of our Lord and Savior. But in the midst of Malachi's message, which we preach quite frequently, this message is something that is hard for us to live and understand. Here's this group of people that have been treated as less than, and Malachi. <laughs> Malachi gives them a word of hope this great king that will come and prepare the way. What messenger has God sent to you about bringing you a challenge or hope? What answer from a Christian's perspective could you supply to the prophet's strong word? Who can endure the day of his coming and who can stand when he comes? Think about what that, that means. So if Malachi is writing to these group of people that really don't feel that God is even listening to them, and Malachi is giving them such a word of hope, saying that in this moment, the person that will be sent will bring us peace and hope, as if a refiner is making it from fire. All of a sudden, it makes sense then for us to look at Jesus as that person. We see the tension between the text and between the people and God. We're lost. We need help finding our way again. And yet we truly do not understand the aspect of the suffering. One of my favorite authors when I was in seminary was a minister by the name of Thomas Hall. And while he was in seminary, he writes this story about how he was in this small group uh, during a class in pastoral counseling while he was in seminary. And, and according to him, this is where he officially understood Malachi in first hand. As they're discussing about what's going on in their lives, as we do in seminary, trying to wade through the, the crazy waters that we find ourselves in, one of the people in the circle started to talk about how he and his wife had recently adopted a 16-year-old boy. They'd agreed to adopt the kid when the, the detention center called to see if anything could be done for the boy because he was so unruly. You see, the next step for this young man was the youth detention center. Most of it referred to that as juvenile hall. 
After counseling with this boy several times, his friend discovered that the young man who was so scared that he didn't know how to relate to the society around him. You see, he had been physically and psychologically abused from infancy. His father would come home drunk and drag him out of bed and begin pounding on him. And some days he would do it just for kicks, completely sober. Often the boy's eyes would be swollen shut for days and he was unable to go to school. But every time he tried to run away, the police would nab him up and until his father physically threw him out the door, flinging a few clothes out behind him and said, I will kill you if you ever show up here again. Thomas's friend said, I befriended this young boy and eventually discovered that the boy had been living in the woods in an abandoned shack for two years. The kid had not been to school in two years and had been washing dishes in a local bar for $4 an hour so he could buy food. The money, of course, was paid to him under the table, and no one ever bothered to ask what someone his age was doing working at nights or in a kitchen or buying food at the supermarket. Now, when the seminary student finished retelling his story, it's in the same regard that we have now. Dead silence lingered amongst the room. Each face in the circle betrayed some of their emotions. For some, it was righteous indignation. For some, it was anger. For some of them, it was sadness. It's as if all of the bones in their bodies cried out together, where's the justice? You see, it's hard for us because we live in these beautiful worlds during Christmas time where we, we talk about all of this beautiful stuff and we prepare the coming of the Lord's Savior and we realize that all of us come to this place maybe broken. Maybe something inside of us doesn't feel like the person sitting next to us. And for us, Christmas is hard because it brings hard memories. The writer in Malachi is wanting us to understand that God's justice is much more powerful than anything that humans could ever create. It's honed. It's perfected. It's given to us. I think about this a lot during Advent. I think about it in the aspect of how do we find hope? We find hope in the words of God. In the promises of God. We find hope in the decorations that we put up on our houses. We find hope in the ways that we celebrate live nativities. We find hope in the ways that we, even when our life is broken and hard, we find a way of preaching and professing that Jesus is our Savior. You see... I think the part that Malachi finally gets is that God hates injustice. But God also longs to show mercy. And that's also part of Malachi's message. 
And God's simple plan is, is that we do the same even to abusive parents, even to shady business people, even phony religious leaders. We have no right to hate others. In any way, shape, or form, we have no right to hate others. But we do have a mission to become God's justice right here on earth. Now, you're probably asking, but Josh, how? How do we do this when the world is full of injustice? You do this by standing up for those who are important to God, but not necessarily valued by the culture. You do this by standing up for the widows, the orphans, the unemployed, the unskilled, the untrained, even the uneducated, the homeless, those who might be as society would deem too old, those that society might deem as too poor, or let's just be honest, too much to bother with. You see, these are children of God. And this message of hope that Malachi preaches to the people of Israel at the time, and the Christians then say, this is our Mashiach, this is the messenger that God has provided to us, these people that we have mentioned in list, these are God's heroes for us to honor. And though we sigh in the face of injustice and long for God, the great equalizer, to act now, bringing down and raising up, Malachi brings us good news as we seek to become God's hands and feet of mercy to a world that the God of justice will come to. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.